the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Got an app idea that you think will be the next unicorn, but you don't know what to do next? Well, with more than 15 years of experience creating software, b7dev.com can help you out. Schedule a free one-hour call by going to b7dev and let them know that Steve sent you. That, once again, is b7dev.com. Want to boost your mobile app's search visibility on Google Play and the iOS App Store? Well, you can find hundreds of the most relevant and popular keywords for your app in just one minute. And you can create effective metadata with ASO Mobile. Check them out at asomobile.net. How are you? Steve, I'm doing well. Uh, very good production, I have to say. I, I really like the sounds. It's a shame that like, you know, my face is not in there, but uh, I just was listening <laughs> to some of the content from searchads.com and um, super interesting. All right, Niels, I'm going to do you better, okay? How do I say your last name properly? Uh, Benin, right? Niels, well, you can say Benin. In Dutch, I'm, I'm from the Netherlands, it's Benin. But uh, you Benin. get my okay. first name right, and that's already uh, gold. So uh, well done. All right, here we go. Ready? I'm going to do you right, okay? We're going to do it right. All right, here to break down your first steps in UA, I've got Niels, <laughs> I already screwed up, Benin, who is the Strategic Partnerships at Singular. If you're ready to get started in terms of growth and trying to really understand what happens on these channels, you need an MMP, which is a mobile measurement partner. And that's what Singular does. It tells you what are your most effective marketing channels. So without further ado, let's bring in Niels. There you go. Got some music on. All right, Niels. All right. <laughs> We're having too much fun here. I am going to try and share my screen. I got you. Brother. Or maybe you can. Great. Thank you, Steve. Okay, let, let's kickstart. Um, to the next slide. So uh, just a couple of words about myself. So like, why am I here? Uh, why am I here invited by Steve? So I've been working in performance marketing now for about 15 years. Um, I started out uh, working uh, in London in the ad agency space, um, generating flight bookings, hotel bookings for some of the largest uh, travel brands. And then I moved to Berlin um, 10 years ago now and uh, started working with mobile developers. Um, so I've been there pretty much from, from the get-go where no one had an understanding of, hey, like how do you do mobile marketing and are mobile apps even going to be a thing, which then turned into the revolution of free-to-play gaming and like all of these game developers launching the Candy Crushers and the Clash Royales of this world. And then that industry grew to a gazillion-sized uh, worldwide uh, phenomenon, right? Um, at Singular, like I'm overseeing partnerships. What does that mean? Um, so my department works with uh, larger tech uh, platforms like Meta, TikTok, and Google to really make sure that the products that we push out to our customer base work well with their advertising solutions. 
like Steve said, like, you know, we're in the business of visualizing what is working for you. And there's a lot of parameters that come into play. Like, for example, if you book like a search campaign, importing keywords, if you book like a video campaign, making sure that you can name all the videos that you have live, that there's a theme that you can like relate to as well. Um, and I also work with a lot of the, the VCs and like the incubators and with people that speak to start and scale ups all the time. Um, I'm really trying to guide them a little bit into, hey, like what do you need to consider uh, when you just start out, when you want to grow your business, what partners are available and what kind of tools do you need? And then lastly, I also work as a growth consultant for those um, SMBs. That's like on a freelance basis. Um, yeah, that's enough about me. Let, let's go to the next slide, Steve. So there's like four points that I wanted to discuss today. Um, I'll take about 15 to 20 minutes. So we've got about 10 minutes as well for a Q&A, like in the end. First and foremost, this might be a bit, uh, you know, m and for dummies. I'm, I'm sure there's people here that don't need an explanation, but... What is an MMP and what do we actually do? And I'll show you like a very, very small peak of our dashboard as well. So that really brings things to life. Um, then we'll look into um, what is happening on iOS. Like if you ask some of the, the biggest marketeers out there right now, this can be for like blue chip companies. It can be for your largest game developers. Like they've got a headache every day because the way that you can do UA on iOS has changed a lot in recent year. Um, Google is rolling out something similar, but I'll get into that as well. Then um, UA, like wh where do you start? You know, there's a lot of vendors out there. And like, if you have an app and if you go public with that, you probably get bombarded by people every day that say, hey, work with me. I can get you a lot of like very good users, et cetera, et cetera. First piece of advice, do not reply to them. Choose your partners and reach out to them. That always works better. Um, and then the last in terms of UA, um, I've got a few best practices, but I always like create a little list um, of resources that I use um, that you can use if you want to research in your vertical on a specific channel, specific ad format, for example. So let's flip the next slide. So mobile attribution 101. Um, let's look at the, the, the definition of what an MMP is first um, on the next slide, Steve. So I'm going to read this out. The process of connecting the install of a mobile app and the user's activities inside the app to the marketing campaign that led to the app install. Let me put light on. <laughs> Energy efficient, but really bad for streaming. <laughs> no, last time we did this, Steve, my internet broke down. So I booked a room uh, in the WeWork space for, uh, for this session. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, now, now, what does that mean? Um, of course, you want to, to track like the install of, uh, of your application that the user does, you know, if you run a marketing campaign, uh, but it doesn't end there, uh, depending on, hey, like, you know, what do you have? Like, maybe you have a dating app. So people actually like, are they swiping? Are they actually purchasing a subscription, for example, within a mobile game? Are they doing IEPs, like kind of microtransactions, right? Or are they looking at a lot of ads? Um, e-commerce, like do people put things in that basket and not buy them? There's like so many signals that you can get. And that's the role of the MMP, to get all the signals into one place. So you understand, hey, how effective is my marketing spend? What is my ROI, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you go to the next slide, Steve, um, what you'll see is like, really like dummy, like how does this actually work? So like you see the, the user on, on the left and the user clicks on an ad. Now what the MMP then does, you send a link that collects data to the MMP servers, right? And then 
you get redirected to the App Store, which can be the Google Play Store, can be the, the, the iOS uh, Store. You open an app, and then the app install is being recorded, and we pass them back that piece of information to our server that you can then read into, right? But like I said, like there's like many more post-installed events, Pi as we call it, that happen afterwards. And also those you want to collect because like if you have those and you can start calculating the ROI of your campaigns. Um, go to the next slide, Steve. Um, now, what does that look like? Now, this is a very condensed version of the, apps, of the uh, singular dashboard. And what you see on the left is your sources. So say like, hey, like I am DraftKings, Sportsbook and DraftKings. Those are my two applications. And I'm running my advertising campaigns, for example, with Snapchat or a Facebook and a Twitter. At a very basic, what you want to know are a couple of things. In a specific period of time, how much marketing budget have I been spending with two specific partners? And what has that been buying me, right? And then you can look at, hey, impressions, for example, or you can look at clicks, or you can look at installs. Most people in performance marketing will look at installs and then they're going to be looking at, hey, what is my effective CPI, my, my cost per install? Now, if you have those and if you then have a parameter that actually tells you how you can calculate ROI, that is something you need to determine like yourself or like any marketing person that you're looking to hire. Then we can calculate this. You know, it's a very clear sum. Like I said, like this is a very like basic version. So it doesn't really go into too many details, but you can imagine, okay, I want to see this at a country level. So I want to see this combined, like all of those partners. I want to see, hey, I'm running in Germany, the UK, US, Russia, wherever. What is my ROI in those countries? And where is my product being most effective? And if I want to reallocate budgets, where do I do that? Um, you can do that on the keyword level as well. You can do it with channel. So say, for example, hey, I just want to see how a video is doing compared to social posts or compared to uh, search, for example, right? Like you can like combine and play around with this, like wherever you see fit, and it goes super granular. Um, so that is like on the MMP side. Hey, like you know, what does MMP do? Like, why do we need it? Um, and how does it look like in in practice? Um, if you ever want to talk about this or like want a demo, of course you can. You can reach out. Um, so that's what you know, I want to. I want to just pause here real quick. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people, you know, especially starting off, they they just look at the CPI. And then when you just look at the CPI, it doesn't tell the complete story. Now it tells part of it. Maybe, you know, like if it's Apple search ads, I believe it's a high converting channel that leads to better pies. <laughs> Thank you for the yeah. new acronym. I can follow those up. But when you actually, you need an MMP to actually see like, and you, Niels, I don't know if we can do this still, but at a granular level, like which ad group, which ASA campaign is driving the best revenue. Sometimes it's going to be your, maybe exactly. it's going to be your exact match. And you bring it. so that you need an MMP to see that type of granular detail because you might get very low cost for installs on the, for example, if you're running Apple search ads, basic campaign, Apple and to all the developers do not run a basic campaign. It sucks because when you look at an MMP, the conversions, the pies are going to be horrible when you're running an Apple search ads, basic campaign. I have a YouTube video that says here, here's something that matches the basic, but way better and probably way more effective than Apple search ads basic. Absolutely. And I think, you know, like if you're on a basis of like, you know, selling things, for example, through your app or like if you have a subscription based app, then yeah. your CPI is in essence are completely irrelevant, right? Because like what you're actually looking for is buying users that convert. Um, 
So the CPI is just one indicator, but to have like the ROI data on multiple levels is so, I don't know why this is doing, why this is happening, Steve, but whatever. You're going to see me bump around a few times. Um, but yeah, and like having that, that ROI overview, um, it's not only like looking at, hey, where I can get like the cheapest CPI. You know, you can probably get like, you know, very cheap CPIs on loads of channels, but if you don't get converting users, like what's the point in buying there in the first place? That's where the ROI comes in. Yeah, and you can get low keep. You know, you're just gonna have to go like this for me to get the new slide. You have to really yeah. get like, <laughs> the action oriented. But you can get really low cost per installs, like in India, in Brazil, yeah, these type of markets. But are they actually retaining? And then again, that's when you need. An absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like I can give you an example there. Like I used to work with uh, with a fitness app, which was completely subscription based. Um, yeah. And yeah, like we could like installs in India for like one or two cents, but like no one had money over there to actually buy the, the specific subscription. Whereas if you then look at markets like Australia or New Zealand, right, like, you know, it was actually going through the roof. And then you can have another comparison. If you look at these kind of tier one English speaking countries, you know, Canada, the US, New Zealand, Australia, say, for example, if your CPI is like eight dollars, if you know that your app converts twice better in New Zealand, for example, then that is where you want to try and scale. That's probably where you can try and increase your CPI to actually have more effective media buys. But that is really like maybe like step two and step three into like MMP for dummies <laughs> or yeah. performance marketing. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the fact of the matter is you want to have that data. And you want to have it like, you know, in one report where you can see in one or two seconds what is happening with your, with your campaigns. All right. Um, yeah, I know we're going to probably create a video about scan in a little bit, but yeah, let's talk about yeah. it now. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, you know, looking at scan, um, it's a framework created by Apple for privacy preserving mobile app attribution. Now, what does that mean? Um, attribution used to be done on an IDFA level, which is like the um, unique identifier for your mobile device. Now, what Apple said, it's like, hey, like, you know, there's too much information that app partners can collect on that IDFA level that users may not be comfortable with to be used for targeting and for tracking. So they introduced something that we call ATT framework. Let's call it ASCAT network for now for simplicity. But basically what it, what it does is it asks the user's consent um, to be tracked uh, for advertising purposes. And about 75% of users do not actually do that. And when they do not do that, they default to being tracked through SK Ad Network. Um, if you go to the next slide, Steve, you see how that works in, uh, in practice. Um, so here, like you got like the, the user journey, which is roughly the same, but the event gets pinged to, to Apple itself. And Apple then, in a way, anonymizes what we actually can see as an MMP and what we can see as a performance marketeer. And the performance marketeer needs to first select what type of one event that they actually want to see to do their optimizations. Now, Apple is doing updates to this uh, continuously, and it has also added the um, amount of signals that you can receive, also like the time frame in which you can receive them if you if, if, if you kind of put it in, in, in plain text. But there's a couple of issues that you have that you will run into when you do iOS performance marketing, uh, which you can see on, on the next slide. I really love this slide. Feel free to share it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The first is like this postback collection. And for everyone that doesn't know like what a postback is, it's basically those signals, right? That like, give you that indicator of like, you know, what people are doing uh, within um, an application. And teams may actually struggle with even collecting them um, in the first place um, because they are different than what they were used to uh, collecting. And that means that you might require additional engineering resources. And like, you know, for the, for the indies out here and the people that actually don't have like a large team, I can already imagine like, you know, just scratching the head and going like, hey, like this is going to you know, cost me money. This is going to cost me time resource. But it is um, an unfortunate uh, reality. Then the second is, you know, Apple makes you choose a specific conversion scheme. And there is about seven, eight, I think, available that, that we support uh, with Singular as well. But the information that you get back from Apple needs to be decoded for you to be able to read them. Now, this is not a, a data science, um, but it does imply that you need to build your own methodology to be able to read what Apple is actually sending you. Um, we as a, a singer, like we, we, we took this two years ago, um, very serious from the start and have been working with Apple to come up with solutions there. And it means that like we take away that exact work from the developers. So like if you go to your reporting, you can actually see, hey, my light is out. <laughs> what is, uh, you know, what, what, what am I seeing here? Like, what am I measuring? And what is my, what, about, what is my KPI? Um, and then the last part, and this is really interesting as well, um, Apple works with so-called privacy thresholds. Now, I don't want to go too much into like the nitty gritty here, but what it actually means is that some of the data on your campaigns is going to be censored by Apple um, to make sure that you can't relay that information back to a specific campaign and maybe to like a specific device. And what that then means is that on average, about 20% of the data that you get from Apple is not reported in your, in your overviews and your reporting. So that means that if you calculate your ROI, if you look at like the profitability of your campaigns, it is most likely being um, uh, not as good as you would expect, but that is because Apple is not sending you everything, right? And this is where data science comes in because you can model that. Um, you can have a conversation with everyone that's interested, but just bear that in mind, especially if you are on, on smaller budgets and especially if you have like campaigns that spread out, it might be that you simply do not get the data. Um, if you go to the next slide, Steve. So we can probably skip at this one because this is really going into like the singular uh, solution, uh, but like in a nutshell. So what we can do is model the, the missing uh, scan data. So that 20% that we currently don't have, you know, we can do that with an accuracy of about 98%, which means that we can also present you with, with, with cohorts. What do cohorts mean? Like, hey, what is my day seven ROI? What is my day 330 ROI, for example, right? That means that you can do um, optimizations more quickly. And also, if you look at like the other solutions that we have, like looking at the conversion models that you may select like from Apple, um, our solution is then a bit more comprehensive than like what you see in market because like we can then also apply that data science piece that we have to the uh, schema that you have selected. Um, let's go to the next slide, Steve. So what about Android? Um, so on a nutshell, there's like a lot of noise already in the market on Google Privacy Sandbox, uh, which is also Google's, I wouldn't say answer to SKAD network, because that would actually devalue like what, what, what Google are doing. 
Um, but Google also wants to roll out um, its own program that really takes more into account uh, user privacy. Um, I think looking at the iOS uh, opt-out rates, like how many people actually do not want to be tracked, um, I understand this completely. Like, you know, the kind of zeitgeist is definitely um, uh, in favor of, of, of user privacy. Um, we have a lot of resources already on, hey, like, what do those things mean? Like, what can we expect in the next one or two years? In a nutshell, what is the good message is that uh, Google has been working very closely with developers and with ad partners to really try and minimize the disruption um, that, uh, you know, these kind of privacy changes could, could cause. Um, one of the things, for example, that we see at Singular is um, SK Ad Network does not allow us to tell a customer what the ROI on a specific creative is. Um, Google will allow that, and that is a massive win for, for performance marketeers. Um, let's go to the next slide. So UA, where to start, right? So uh, one of the things that I can share with you, which is also ready for you to download, um, is the Singular ROI index. And like, what is that? So uh, we, in a year, measure about $20 billion in ad spend. We do that for more than 5,000 apps, and we do it across 300 ad networks. Um, and if you go to the next slide, Steve, you will actually see who who are these partners, right? And like, hey, ho, like, no surprise, like the biggest, like, you know, advertising networks Partners are people like Google and Facebook slash Meta. Um, but then there's like quite a comprehensive list of partners that you might not think about right away, like when you are new to this field. And like I said, like, you know, most likely you're going to be, you know, getting a lot of emails from partners that are not on that list. And those are the kind of like long tail that really are trying to vie for your budget, but probably not like the best place uh, to start. Um, now, hey, Niels, what's, what's this 12 mean too? Like number of rankings, what does that mean? So like, this is not like only based on number of rankings. So this is like a, a combination, right? So there's like the power that we see and then the number of rankings that we see um, in the individual list that we have. So we break this down, for example, per, per vertical. Um, what, what is interesting is this is from um, February 2022. And I was just listening to, uh, to searchads.com. Uh, one of the consequences of Apple rolling out ATT is that its own advertising network, search ads, has increased dramatically in, in what we call share of voice, right? It's become a much yeah. bigger player in the ad market. Surprise, surprise. But like you said, Steve, it's uh, definitely a channel that we see extremely good results with. And there are agencies like searchads.com that can really help you in, in, in navigating uh, ASA, uh, you know, having, you know, creative strategies for your keywords, for example. Um, so my gut is also like, hey, like if you look at this list, look at the resources that you have, like what can you actually test? How many partners do you want to work with? Our experience is that like most of the, uh, if we can say start and scale up, start with about three to five uh, partners. But I also then want to highlight on the next slide, like a couple of, you know, um, uh, considerations there as well. So in the best practices, one is like soft launch. Like, so if you want to go commercial with your app, maybe you got some funding, maybe you got like a big QA budget uh, secured, then you do want to actually have a period in which you're going to test your ads. And what does that mean, testing ads? 
You want to see what has the highest conversion rate. You want to see what has the highest click-through rate. When you do media buys, what is very important on the publisher side is to also see how much money they're generating for the medium that you're buying your ads from. This is something that we can see in, in, in something we call an eCPM. Then there's the messaging, you know, like what kind of like um, photos work well, you know, what kind of you know, male, female, like whatever. Like there's so many variables that you that you can choose. Um, then the partner selection. So, hey, yeah, I want to have like, you know, three to five uh, different partners that we're going to be working with. But it doesn't mean that in the soft launch, you can't like test more than those and then like make a decision based on, uh, on what you get in terms of data. And last one is the channel mix. Search social, video, see what works for you, but also try and get that combined overview, right? Like if you run with multiple search channels, can you then distinguish between the ones that actually are driving the best ROI? Can you combine that data? So many things that you want to look out for. Then optimization. And here, like what we see, like I work a lot uh, with, with customers that have done a lot of iterations, try different KPIs, right? Because like, you know, in the long term, what is going to be really driving those most valuable users? One early indicator that you're using might actually not give you the best indicator of like, you know, who these people are. And like, depending on the targeting, depending on the channel that you're using, you also may want to change those. So it could be, for example, that you're looking for someone, say, for example, you're, you're a fintech, right? Then, okay, like, are you looking for someone that just like signs up or doesn't open an account? Or what other steps could you have like in, in, in the middle? Then don't put your eggs in one basket. Uh, we do see sometimes that you know the, the the smaller companies get stuck with you know some of the larger partners. Try at least three UA partners, and if you don't have the resources to do it, then look for a consultant or look for an agency. There is a lot of very legit people out there that have done this for you know God knows many years, and that can really help you. And then lastly, focus on the effectiveness of your creatives. So very often, like when, and this was also when I was working on the platform side, um, the, the start and scalers would come with a you know, beautifully designed set of creatives. And the harsh reality is for performance marketing, it needs to click, it needs to engage, and it needs to convert. So sometimes, most of the times, it are the uglier looking creatives that do this, the ones that get the attention of, of the user. And anything that is like, oh, I want to have like a Christmas theme creative or like I want to do anything special, just, just, just forget about it. In most cases, you will find something that is effective, something in the messaging, something maybe in the color scheme and the text that you're communicating or anything that you see happening in the video that is actually going to be driving the installs and going to be driving that, you know, down the road um, conversions. So Smiley, ask for help. I like it. You know, Voodoo still does those videos that are like meme-like. I bet you can't beat this. I think they still do that. They do, I mean, they do very well. <laughs> they do very well. Yeah, also, like, you know, there's, 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 if you look at game development, there's people that, you know, have, have fake uh, videos. No, not The gameplay has nothing to do with the app that you're yeah. installing, uh, but, but it works. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I've seen that, that trend go up, too. All right. So, one... Well, two more slides like before we uh, you know, go to Q&A. 2023, there's a couple of things I think people should really look out for where you can do like you know, your, your research into. Uh, first is media mix modeling. 
Um, what does that mean? Like what it does is really looking at, hey, like what like at the bottom has been driving the effectiveness of what has been driving conversion. So let's take into consideration like all of like, you know, your, your media mix. Um, if you go to the singular blog, there's going to be a post out there um, where we talk, for example, with the likes of Meta in, hey, explaining what does media mix modeling do, for who is it relevant? It is more relevant right now for big spenders, I have to say. But I would really urge you to have a look at the core principles because it really goes into how do I actually measure effectiveness of, of ad spend? Um, the second is connected TV. Um, so connected TV is, hey, anything that you look like you know, on Hulu or like anything you watch on your, your Samsung smart uh, TV. We can, of course, like track if a user has been uh, on a specific device and if they've done an app install and if we can then read, for example, the IP address of that user. That's called probabilistic um, attribution. Um, there's a ton of uh, these CTV partners out there, and I would say they really increased in um, uh, share of voice, but also in, um, in the quality results they've been driving for um, advertisers. And we do think that in 2023, that's definitely a channel that will grow even more. And for them, you don't really need that much of a, a massive budget to, to get started. Um, and the last is user privacy. So uh, we released a blog post on uh, Scan 4.0. Uh, we release like some first thoughts on Google Privacy Sandbox and just know that these user privacy initiatives are not going to go away. Even some of the more seasoned performance marketeers out there still hope with all the heart that, you know, at one point we're going to be using RDFA again, but it is most likely or actually it is simply not going to happen. Um, and then last, which is like the last slide, like, of course, on top of, you know, your podcast, uh, Steve, <laughs> and uh, your channel, there's there's resources out there. Um, so these are some of the ones that, that I really uh, like to use um, is, of course, our singular blog, some shameless self-promotion there. Uh, but Matej, like Carrick, who's a consultant, Feature, who's an agency based here in Berlin, Liftoff, we're a big uh, network and, and ad tech platform. Uh, through extremely good articles, interviews, performance marketeers. Eric Sufer, who's a bit like, you know, a, a legend of the mobile marketing industry. He really goes more into the nitty gritty of like the ecosystem as a whole, but like I like writing his uh, reading his articles. But also like Google. Um, Google has some very, very good resources out there, like really like showing you, hey, like what kind of tools are, are available to you um, and tips and tricks. Uh, this list, of course, can be exhaustive to the point that you can have like a thousand. But if you simply want to start somewhere, have a look at these people and these companies, and I think it will benefit you. Yeah, we had Andy Fitcher on last Friday on our live stream. Look at that. Let me tell as well. So it's a small circle. Cool. Yeah, feel free to reach out um, if you maybe need an MMP, if you want to talk about user privacy. I'm very happy to help. I love it. All right, I want to go back to this real quick because these are the acronyms that I feel like I've been to a couple of events already and these consistently come up. And I don't know, Niels, if it's just for the big spenders out there because you know my audience tends to be more of the small business, if you want to think about that, the small business Absolutely. owners of the app space. Yeah, right. So do you think these still these principles, these acronyms for 2023 still apply for some of the smaller businesses in um, the app space? On a, on a functional level, I wouldn't say media makes modeling applies. Um, I do think, though, if your business is an app and if you want to grow an app, 
you need to keep like you know one finger on the pulse of what's happening in the industry and i think there it's where i say hey do your reading just so you know and understand you know what the industry is is moving to connected tv is a different scenario you can actually do that on a performance basis you can do that on a cpi basis yeah you probably need like you know some initial um, investment but you're not looking at like hundreds of thousands um, of dollars and again like what we see in terms of performance um, and by performance, I don't mean, hey, what is the CPI that they're driving? Like, but what are the engaged users or paying users? Um, you are dealing with a channel that really can bring your ads to the big screen. And, and we do see the effectiveness um, of that. And lastly, yeah, user privacy does affect, you know, um, every size developer. Because, you know, guess what? The way that you can actually reach target a user has been impacted heavily by changes that we see. I like it. Yeah, I think, you know, back to our earlier point with Palin, we talked about how do you increase your brand? You know, I had a client ask me this, how do you increase your brand search volume? Because, you know, that's one of the things that like Calm or Headspace, their search volume for those terms are really big. And sometimes they outperform, like especially on the dating side, Hinge, Bumble, they outperform online dating or dating, right? And so maybe that is the Connected TV is the channel that you're like, hey, they obviously can't interact. There's no direct performance indicators there, but like, they're going to see your brand. They're going to look in the app stores, search for your brand, and then eventually your brand search volume starts going up. Yeah, so, so like, so you just mentioned like a very interesting hearing here, right? Because like, you know, the tracking of connected TV is something, of course, that, that can be done based on like the the, 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 the TV uh, idea or like the model, whatever you want to call it, based yeah. on the um, um, IP address, sorry. Um now, we have that use case, like, hey, like, hey, I've seen this TV, like, on this uh, on this screen, but I'm going like, to look like, you know, in, 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 in the App Store, and I'm going to install that. Who is actually going to be attributed with that user and that install? That is where the MMP comes into place, right, to actually make sure that, like, people don't claim the same install twice, because this happens um, logically as well. I love it. All right. Once again, it is, if you want to learn more, about MMPs and check out an MMP as well. It is singular.net, singular.net. It's right there. And then Neil's LinkedIn is linked up in the YouTube description as well. So go reach out to him and you can talk to him and he can show you all about the cool things that you can do with an MMP. Niels, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thank you, Steve. Have a right. great rest of the afternoon and evening. <laughs> Thanks, man. Bye-bye. It's going to be a long day for me. All right, brother. <laughs> Bye, Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.